going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of the Grave Consequences Podcast, a podcast focused on Lucha Underground. We're here to review, of course, Season 2, Episode 15 of Lucha Underground, which is titled No Moss. I am Caleb Baldwin. Follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. Follow Greg at X Maserati. Can check out everything here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network by following Social Suplex Podcast Network, wherever you download your podcast. If you have an iPhone, Apple Podcasts is the way to go. Rate, review, five stars. That'd be awesome. We are here still recording on Monday, September 13. The last time we we will record before I turn 27. Greg, how are you tonight, sir? Doing better than your internet connection, apparently. Was I going in and out? A little bit, yeah. Damn it. Can't we're gonna, for a little... No, we're going to keep pushing through it, though, because I, I think we're getting the gist of it. That's good. That's good. So, okay. Did you come up with an alternate title for this second episode that we are recording here tonight? No, I, 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 the, the title is No Moss, and it kept reminding me of, I don't know if you remember, Taco Bell had the phrase for a while, their, their motto was Live Moss. Yes, I so remember. I was gonna say like live and lit. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything clever to be honest with you. And, and no moss might be fine. Live and let moss. Yeah, I was gonna say something like that, but that's that's not even clever or dumb enough to be funny. Are you kidding me? That's stupid enough to be hilarious. What are you talking about? You think so? I don't know. I have a pretty simple sense of humor, so I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. Well, we'll do it then. If 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 it, uh, you, I think you're the demo. it's great to know it's great to know so by the way the first thing we see on this episode is dario cueto in his office and it seems like he's checking to make sure his roof is reinforced i don't know because i I think he i mean clearly something's up there yeah i don't remember if it's just money because remember they were leaving the temple with uh who we haven't seen but uh savannah uh they were like emptying the vault and stuff um maybe it it might come into play and i might just forget what's up there but i i don't remember if we're supposed to know yeah i honestly can't remember but hey the spirit makes her presence known katrina shows up and dario and katrina start having a dick measuring contest because everyone wants to see that man hmm I wasn't being literal. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Katrina wants a rematch for the title because, you know, she says, you know, your, your brother may not have fears, but I know you do. And Dario assures Katrina that Dario has no fear. 
And Which is not true, but... No, it's clearly not true. Like, we saw him put his brother in a fight against a arm-breaking machine when he got compromised one time. So it's, like, clear this guy has fears, man. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, he, he would... Uh, let's say here, Moy Miedos would be the way to go. For mm. sure. Uh, sorry, Muchos Miedos. There you go. There we go. That'd be the that. That's what, could it be a uh, mil miedo, like million fears? Mil miedos, yes, for sure. Yes, the man of a thousand fears. <laughs> That'd be a great like comedy act where he's just like just a coward. Yes, like <laughs> Colin Delaney. dude, Colin Delaney dressed up as Mil Muertes. Just don't hit me in the face. Don't hit me in the face. So he puts on glasses like you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses. Like just old timey jokes. <laughs> That's great, bro. That is great. But hey, Dario Cueto's punk card has been pulled. So as a result, he has booked Mil Muertes versus Matanza Cueto for the Lucha Underground Championship in grave consequences. But he says, wait, why have one coffin when we can have four? There's something I hated about that line, which, by the way, he assures us there will be graver consequences. Yeah, he says we're going to why don't we up the stakes and the stakes were just let's have more coffins. I, I I didn't remember the match. So as soon as I heard that's that's the thing, you're just adding more coffins. I was like, oh, that's kind of like uh, the family guy joke of Jaws and then bigger Jaws. Oh, my God. It's, it's That's the kind of right. That's the kind of like uh, path yeah. you're taking where it's just like, OK, whatever. I don't know. Does he mean like a coffin for each person? I, I don't know. I don't know either. It's just I, I it kind of got your hopes up and dashed it pretty quickly. But hey, the good news is the power struggle between Dario Cueto and Katrina should come to a head next week. Should. Yes. Does it not? I thought it did. It, it, this this storyline does end, but I mean, like, there's always a power. I mean, because that's, that's the problem with um, having two monsters is they're gonna compete for that monster role. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Bang data play us in again, and we are told this will be an Aztec medallion heavy night, and I believe each match is for a medallion. Um, yes, I believe so. Yes, I think you're right. So our first match of the night is Marty the Moth Martinez versus the Mac. And the Mac rushes the ring and clears Marty out and even dives onto Marty onto the outside. Several suplexes from the Mac early on. Marty eventually ditches the shirt after he takes advantage, after he gets the advantage. And as he's taking the shirt off, he like kind of, he does the Rick Rude like shimmy thing, which is like, it's like, dude, you don't look like Rick Rude. There's a little more meat on the bone. Yeah, he definitely has like a normal guy, a dad bod. Mm-hmm. And uh, he throws it at Melissa Santos. So I, I love the little things with, with yeah, Marty. That was uh, hilarious, bro. Marty. The one thing I didn't like, though, was when the Mac was taking off his jacket, he threw it down, right? And yeah. it hit Marty right in the face. Ooh, that should be a DQ. Well, it, it was kind of like, I don't think he meant to do it, but like, if you ever got, like, if ever, anyone ever swung a piece of fabric at you? Nope. I, uh, it, I experienced it and I hate it. It stinks. It hurts really bad. And he got Marty got hit right in the face. So like if he gave him a receipt later, I wouldn't have blamed him. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, that, 
that was kind of like a shitty like I, I know he didn't do it on purpose but like yeah, be same. careful that's the thing like he didn't like throw a potato he just kind of fucked up that's all yeah i still i would have been like if you get hurt like that though you get pissed yeah that's fair enough that can certainly uh anger you marty at one point hits an exploder suplex in the corner or two count so you know shout out to Sami Zayn. exploder suplexes can't win over there either um <laughs> where do they win i don't know bro they're so CW 1990 i was gonna say they're so impactful that like they should am i wrong I mean, we could we could be on a two hour long episode sure. here where we go through all the moves that don't you know finish matches that should. Fuck. What? Just Skype, you know, just being amazing, as always. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Son of a bitch! Can you hear me? Let's try this. Can you hear me, brah? Brah. Bro, bro, I fucking love I love this app. Are you good? Yes, I'm good. All right. I'm as good as I'll ever be. Fucking Skype. All right. Okay, where were we? I'm sorry. Uh you were we were talking about how the exploder did not finish the match. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, even here in Lucha Underground, Exploder suplexes don't win, and they're so cool and so impactful. It's surprising that, you know, even as late as 2016, they weren't, you know, closing matches out. No, they were signature moves at best. Mm, yes, absolutely. But hey, the Mac lands a leg drop, and Marty kicks out. And then, by the way, the Mac hits a stunner, and then a Death Valley driver into a stunner, which I've never seen that before. I don't know if I've ever seen that, period, you know, until this, or since then, rather, I should say. It's amazing. I don't think I've ever seen Mac do this in Impact either, but it was enough for the Mac to get the win. No, it was a great kind of like TKO, but more of a stunner than a neck breaker or a cutter. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, we now have four Aztec medallion holders, Tejano, Eterostar, Cage, and the Mac. Four seven already fulfilled. Katrina is in the locker room taunting King Cuerno, and she tells King Cuerno that Sinesco... Sorry. Um, by the way, as far as her henchmen... And Mills henchman goes, the enunciation seems to be a bit lost in translation for, um, pardon me, Melissa and Katrina, because Katrina refers to him as Sinistro de la Muerte. She pronounces the I that is in there. Um, but anyway, Katrina says that Sinistro will be the patsy, you know, become gift of the gods champion and do it right. You know, do it better than King Cuerno ever could. And King Cuerno does not like that, and he assures Katrina that Sinistro is the prey, and the hunt is on. Yeah, she kind of likes it, though. Yeah. Yeah. She's angry, but she's into it, though. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't sniff as loud as Querno did there. My nasal passage is like kind of blocked up. Mm. Yeah, it's not COVID. It's just allergies for real this time. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, by the way, Katrina then grabs a locker and like seems to shake the entire building. Yeah, she's supernatural. Uh, she she has a big presence on this episode, and you know I like how the characters all have a lot of depth to them. Uh, depth. Uh, she, you know, she she likes this competitiveness. She likes the battle. She likes the hunt. Yeah. Right? Uh, she doesn't think that she's the prey, uh, and it's just going to be like a cat and mouse game between her and uh, Querno. Mm-hmm. And he's not afraid of her, and she's not. She's definitely not afraid of him. No, absolutely. After this, we get probably my favorite vignette of the season so far. Dario Cueto's in his office when Sexy knocks and gets an invitation into the into the office. Dario, let's Sexy know. By the way, this is when we figure out like Dario's a complex guy. Because Dario says, "I respect you." He lets her know that he does. She's a technico or technica. He does not respect technicos or technicos or technicas like this is remarkable yeah there's i think what they i think the writers of this show did was they took which which you should do they took what they had and they're like what makes sense and they took dario's past about how his mother abused him and his son and his and his brother uh and he they expanded upon that he even says my mother you know tortured me and my brother what she did was cruel uh, and he and he sees himself, uh, and, he, and some of it's not selfishness, but he sees himself in in what sexy has become, and it makes him mm-hmm. not feel well. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like being remembered of that. So he's trying to push her to fight back like he did, so that because he mm-hmm. doesn't. I mean, that's the whole point of why he has a fight club. He likes to be. He knows violence is out there, but he wants to be in in the eye of the hurricane, uh, and he's trying to help her so that. You know, he's again, and she's as well in the eye of Hurricane as well. He doesn't like Mariposa. He doesn't like yeah. Amari the Moth because he sees them as not strong, but weak and cruel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Dario even says like, hey, sexy, I've seen that look, that, that look that you have. I've seen it in the espejo, in the mirror. And uh, you like that? You like that? I've been uh, learning some Spanish, man. There you go. One word down. Yep. Sure enough. Um <laughs> Dario again, as you alluded to, tells the story of his mother, the evil bitch. And, you know, he mentions, you know, she did cruel things to us. And Dario offers Sexy Star a chance at revenge. Dario offers Sexy Star a no mas match. The only way to win is to make your opponent give up, to say no mas. Which basically means this is an I quit match. We've seen him before. Dario tells Sexy Star once the match is over, don't stop. He even says, if you want that look in your eyes to go away, you have to put that same fear in the eyes of the Mariposa. Chills, brother. It was a very good segment, and it, you know, it was very, as as like a B-movie as it can be, Lucha Underground, it was nice to have, you know, bad guy character not have to be bad all the time. It, it, it only makes sense uh, yeah. to have those layers. Uh, yeah. To a character, it makes it more. I mean, I think this brought a lot of fans over. This is this is the season two part that brought 
uh, a lot of people into the show that were like, wow, this has got something very different. Yes. That no one else is saying. For sure. So I mentioned the miscommunication or lack of communication because Melissa, by the way, because Katrina said sinistro de la muerte. Uh, That's what Katrina said. Melissa said sinestro. So which are you going with? Well, I think it's just not a dialect thing, but just kind of like how certain languages or certain cultures might say something mm-hmm. with a different emphasis on different vowels. Like, you know, British to American. Yeah. How they emphasis on the right syllable. Uh, mm-hmm. There's because they have strong and weaker syllables. It's just that's all I think it is. Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm going to go. It rolls off the tongue easier for me as a Caucasian American. I'm going to say Sinestro de la Muerte myself. What's the other one? Sinestro? Yes. I can say it uh, just because my my best friend growing up was uh, Puerto Rican. So, like, I I got cursed out a lot in Spanish (laughs) often by his mom if she got mad at us or his dad. (laughs) So, like, either one I could do, but, like, uh, you know, uh, Sinestro. Because it is spelled S-I-N-I-E. Okay. N-I-E. Look, okay. I'm going to say this. I saw that on the closed captioning when Katrina was talking. Now, oh, you saw it spelled differently. Yeah, I saw Sinistro when Katrina was talking. I saw that I that was in there. On the yes. nameplate, on the marquee, when Sinestro came out to the ring, I didn't see an I in there other than the first one. Oh. Then I definitely don't know. Yeah, I'm just going with Sinestro. It, it, you know, Marvel villain. It, it, it rolls off the tongue a lot easier. Sinestro is that a Marvel villain? I think it's actually GI Joe. I think oh. that was the guy with the metal head. Mm, fair enough. I think that's Sinestro. Fair enough, sir. Um, let's see. Here. I could be wrong though, because I was never a GI Joe fan growing up. It was it was G.I. Joe. You either were a Transformers, a G.I. Joe, or a Ninja Turtles fan when I was growing up. When I was like in you know, first through fifth grade. And I was a straight up Turtles kid, so <laughs> Bro, so Cuerno's working as the de facto face here. And Cuerno sets up for the arrow from hell. But Katrina stops him with the stone, which that's the first time we've seen someone get hit with a stone in quite some time. Usually it's Ivalice, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it's happened to her at least twice. Yeah, no, at least twice. You're right. That being said, this gives Sinestro the opportunity to hit a jumping leg drop. A really good jumping leg drop, by the way. To the Almost back like a the curb head. stomp. Yeah. Yeah, to the back of the head of King Cuerno, of course. And or a we fame get... asser. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's almost like a fame asser for sure. Um, but it's like a spring because didn't he springboard? I don't remember, but you might have. I seem to remember him springboarding, but I could be mistaken. Spring Actually, no, because he came from the outside of the ring, so he would have had to have springboarded because. Cuerno was pretty far away, so the physics just wouldn't add up for him not to have springboarded. Gotcha. Let's see here. Like I said, huge debut win for Sinestro. 
I mean, Cuerno, former Gift of the Gods holder, if only for a few weeks, but still. Yeah, it was still kind of a lame finish, and didn't he didn't look strong winning that way. And No, you're right. You're right. It's about, like, the giant beating the big show, or uh, beating Hulk Hogan, rather, for the uh, title in his debut. Hmm. Even though I guess he did fall off the whatever hall in Detroit um, and should have died, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) Katrina, then it looked like she gave Cuerno a kiss, but I guess not. I thought she gave him the lick of death, didn't she? No, she like stopped and like went look like toward his lips. But then she hits him with the stone. You know, I didn't even write down because the finish was so weak that I stopped paying attention, to be honest. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But hey, after this, we now have one, two, three, five, <laughs> five medallion holders. They are in, in order Tejano, Aerostar, Cage, The Mac, and Sinestro de la Muerte. After this, we see Masquerita Sagrada in the back, and he's curling. And I did the math here because he had a 10 pound curl bar. And two 45-pound plates, curling 100 pounds and doing it with ease. So good for him, man. Isn't that like two-thirds of his weight? Uh, that least? should be, yeah. Two-thirds, if not like... All of nine, it. <laughs> if not 90%, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but still, you know, is a strong little guy. Uh, famous B shows up and tells his client that... He has set up the biggest match of the century. And, you know, Masquerita is even facing someone who already has the medallion and has agreed to put the medallion on the line. Famous B then says, stop stalling, start balling. Good advice. But as we come to find out, Famous B is not a very good manager. Famous B is a shitty promoter, shitty manager, shitty agent, whatever, whatever his title is, man. Yep. <laughs> delusional or something dude i love i love masquerita because he throws in a couple of lines there and as as famous bees leaving masquerita is like tonight yes i loved it bro he's a he's a go-getter dude he is man he is uh what's the word here he's pugnacious for sure mm. after this dario is in his office and he won't even look up because he's busy and it's because Chavo Guerrero is bothering him. And you don't blame him. No, not one bit. And Guerrero's like, why am I not getting a match for a medallion? And Dario still hasn't looked up and he says, you know, I don't think you deserve a match. And he's right. And he and you list all the reasons why he doesn't deserve a match, too. <laughs> like, you know, so many different opportunities. I, I give you a title match and what? You lose. Or you get hurt. I do all this for you, and you fail me at every opportunity. You fail to seize the opportunity at every turn. Twice in Aztec Warfare. Oh, man. So this guy's 0-3 in title matches, dude. So I yeah. blame I don't blame him. He, he 0-3 in title matches? Like, he just... I mean, Dario's in the right. <laughs> exactly. And he says, you don't seize opportunities. And this is all the inspiration that Chavo needs. And Chavo says, I'm going to seize the opportunity. And Chavo then slams the door shut. And after Chavo walks off, Dario scoffs at that very notion. 
Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, the heels have to believe that they deserve mm-hmm. to win, even when they're, you know, chicken shit heels. Yes. They have to be, like, delusional enough to think, like, they can go into the ring and beat The Undertaker. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, here's an example. 2007 Miz, so, like, pre-Miz and Morrison, like, he had a match with The Undertaker and it beat the clock challenge, and he lasted, like, the six minutes or whatever with outside interference. And then, like, a month later, Miz is like, you know... If Mr. Kennedy hadn't have interfered and if the match was able to go longer, I would have won. And this is the Miz saying this to the guy who just won the Royal Rumble and all this. So, like, of course, he lost inside of like five minutes because the Undertaker played with him. You know, and this is like not washed up Undertaker. Yeah. And this is the Miz before he's even, like you said, before he's even in the tag team of John Morrison, which is still not which is still not even as good as current day Miz by, by a long shot. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's a good example of how delusional they have to be. Yeah, and how delusional Chavo Guerrero is in this situation. Melissa is introducing the next match when Famous B rudely interrupts and he plugs his phone line, and him reading off the phone line gets a little bit of crowd participation. So the gimmick's getting over. It's a great gimmick. Mm-hmm. And he, this tells you this was in 2016. He makes a hotline bling reference. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he introduces his client now hailing from Little Hollywood and being accompanied by the beautiful Brenda. Mascarita Sagrada. A little Hollywood. I like that. Yeah. Famous B is over with the believers. Melissa is almost laughing as she introduces from the five five nine, they call him Cage. I mean, he did get him an opportunity for a medallion that he normally wouldn't get. Yeah, so, but that's kind of it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Masquerita pray- kneels down and prays to the gods as Cage stomps down the stairs. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Please don't kill him, Chance, from <laughs> from the Believers. I mean, Masquerita- yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I mean, he just destroyed Taya and Johnny Mundo in a cage match. Ate a chair shot. Like, what's what the fuck is Sincrata going to do? Yeah, what's a mini going to do, for sure? Uh, <laughs> Masquerita, at one point, puts a sleeper hold on Cage, and it, this prompted Mass Striker to say, Cage is wearing a tight turtleneck or a knapsack. <laughs> Bruh, I was howling. It was good comedy. It is, for sure. Cage catches Matt Stragger and then nails him with an F5, bro. Is it an F5 or is it just like a... It looked like an F5 to me, pal. No, I mean, like, should it have a different name because he's smaller? F2 and a half. Uh, Tornado warning? I don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Tornado watch, dude. Tornado watch. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. That's great. Cage gets the win, and Cage looks incredulous at Famous B as Famous B comes in. Like, why would you give him this match? Why? Yeah, it's more Famous B's fault than Cage's. Cage wouldn't have had to defend it normally. Uh, exactly, exactly. And while Famous B and Brenda are 
sorry, the beautiful Brenda are tending to Masquerita Sagrada. Cage is just kind of looking on and who comes in to steal the medallion, but Chavo Guerrero of all people. And famous B says, he's like, you got robbed. Cage is like, what do you mean? I won the match. Famous B then reiterates by pointing at Chavo Guerrero. He says, no, you got robbed. And Chavo Guerrero, of course, has the Aztec medallion. So we've we've somehow through the the uh, the concept of possession being nine tenths of the law, crowned a new Aztec medallion holder. And he wasn't even in this match, or the or the original one. I don't think he was in any this season. Exactly. So at this point, we have got the Aztec medallion holders being Tejano. Aerostar, The Mac, Sinestro de la Muerte, and Chavo Guerrero Jr. I think if Chavo were any other wrestler that didn't have X-Pac go away heat, I think the crowd would actually be interested in in an underdog going after Cage, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's not the case. Yeah, no. It's it's Chavo, bro. Yeah. It's it's Eddie's nephew, like not interested. Nope, not interested. It's right. I mean, I, I actually don't like that he's in AEW. Well, didn't he just get a uh, quote unquote fired by Andrade? Yeah, but Andrade Andrade had Vicky first, and then he had Chavo. Like, who is is he really fired, or is he going to get a a new manager? Like, they kind of do have to figure out what they want to do with Andrade. Like, I I kind of great wrestler, but like, what what is he doing? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. But, hey, it's time for our main event of the evening. A no-mas match for the Az- for, an, for an ancient Aztec medallion. The sixth, I do believe. Two, three, four. Yep, sixth. And this is Mariposa versus Sexy Star. And Sexy Star, early on, has been asked three times, like within the first five minutes, like, do, do you quit? What do you say? And nothing. It's like, no, she's going to keep fighting. And Sexy Star fights back by throwing Mariposa into the railing. Sexy, the, oh my god. Okay, this this um, this spot. Sexy Star takes one chair, points it toward, and leans it up against the groin of the Mariposa. Sexy then takes another chair. It's the legs of the first chair and pushes that chair further into the groin of the mariposa. It look it that would hurt. Yeah. Anybody that didn't look fun. I don't know yeah. how you even fake it. That's <laughs> going to hurt a woman that would potentially kill a man, I don't know. Some guys are into that though. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there are a few out there. But it offers a Matt Stryker then offers up Steely Dan. But I'm like, what? Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he just wanted to say Steely Dan. Mariposa is tearing the mask of Sexy Star. Mariposa and Sexy Star fight high above the announce table on an elevated portion of the temple. This, I think this was where I was mistaken. Um, I think this was where Phoenix was thrown through the roof of the temple, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, same area. Same area. Okay, pardon me. Pardon moi. 
sexy star then climbs a scaffold and Mari Posa climbs up there with her. And that, like, how far above the ring were they at this rate, dude? When they were on the scaffolding? Yeah. I'm actually terrible at distances, so I'm going to say at least 30 feet. Yeah. Too high is the short answer. At least 30 feet. Like, they were in the area where the lights are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, let's see here. Sexy Star is bleeding like a stuck pit, stuck pig. I don't know why I put stug pig. That's weird. Um, Mariposa is basically choking and threatening to throw Sexy off the scaffold. Eventually, they, they both get down. And that's when Marty the Moth comes to join the fray. And the believers absolutely hate it. Which, which spot was that again? When Marty the Moth joined in to uh, help out the Mariposa. Oh, man. Like, this actually, like, on... The second watch, he was my least favorite part just because, well, what we're going to see coming up, but <laughs> it, got, it got a little much. But, like, by all they're doing in this match, Sexy Star was going to need a tetanus shot when it was over. A couple, yeah. They even say that on the announcement. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I wrote that down. Never mind. Uh, the Mac comes out to even the odds, and he neutralizes Marty, and the ladies continue to fight above the Believers. Marty Elias, the referee, then asks Mariposa, and she just kind of grunts at him. Yeah, she doesn't talk <laughs> first couple no. times. No. Sexy throws a full trash can at the Mariposa, which earns a Duke Trosse reference from Matt Stryker. Boy, 22-year-old references. That's that's great, Matt. Good job. Well, if that's if the... Uh, the... The match with Marty and the Mac. The Mac took that gold medallion, the Aztec medallion, and he bit into it like an old timey coin check-in joke. Yes, like from the old cartoons where people would bite to make sure the the gold was real. Yeah, yes, yeah, pretty cool. I dig that though. I dig that man. Um, Sexy escapes the butterfly effect, which that's the one that I got confused. What, what's that called? You know, that's when we made the. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins reference the first time. Ah. <laughs> yeah. But after she gets out of that, she takes a huge clothesline from Mariposa. Sexy gets locked in a muffler stretch, and this is the moment of the match. Locked in a muffler stretch, Marty Elias asks Sexy, and she yells, Fuck you. Fuck you, Mariposa. Fuck you. And the crowd just goes insane, dude. Yeah, people, This this is like why... Sexy Star is probably one not this is in this is in the wrestling world. She's not the most tragic, but it's a kind of a tragic figure. Is that she? Everyone loved Sexy Star, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was, and this was a this was a uh, this was her this is her moment. This is yeah. probably her defining moment because it was awesome. Even on second watch, I was kind of getting. I was, you know, I messaged you yesterday. I was like, I don't feel like watching. <laughs> today <laughs> and i didn't i didn't really want to watch lucha in the crowd i didn't want to do anything because i haven't been feeling well but i, yeah. I got into this because the story and the psychology were there like you wanted sexy star to beat the crap out of mary Posa. yeah you and here's want her to quit. i love a good hardcore stunt brawl and i was i was into this match and then the muffler stretch got put on and then and then sexy starts dropping those f-bombs that don't get censored by the way because they're said in spanish technically mm -hmm. speaking 
Uh, it's the same reason David Ortiz got away with it after the uh, Boston bombing in 2013. Um, <laughs> and at that point, that's when I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I'm in. This is one of Lucha Underground's... This is one of Lucha Underground's defining moments. Yeah, this is a seminal moment for, for the show. Sexy locks in a choke, and the Mariposa is fading, and Vamp even... Le- you can even see in the back room, Vampiro lead the table, leave the table, pardon me, with just hype and um, just enthusiasm. That's in the background, by the way. Um, <laughs> but of course, Marty the Moth interferes again. Sexy ducks a clothesline from Marty the Moth, and the Mac hits a third stunner on Marty the Moth Martinez. Yeah, this second interfe- inter- interference of Marty didn't. It got frustrating because he he is basically the Joker. Yeah. In this, like he does he doesn't care about getting. He's laughing. He was laughing in this match when when uh, the Mac was beating him up at one point, but. At this point, it's like, yo, it's it's like Batman. Hurry up and killed the Joker. All right. Like it was like, how 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 did you lose him, Mac? Like you're beating his ass. You beat him at his ass in the match earlier. You beat his ass when he came out this time. Hold on to your dude. Like keep him out of the damn ring. Exactly. Exactly. Sexy locks in a cross arm breaker. Mari Possa. Damn it. Mary Possum. How did I do that? I don't know. Like, I think the last times I have to say her name on this episode, and that's when I screw it up. I think it's anytime it's more than one syllable because you have no problem saying cage like a billion times in a in a show. Yeah, that's fair enough. Cage in a cage. Uh, <laughs> Mariposa says no mas, but sexy keeps that armbar locked in. Like eventually, Marty Elias has to pull her off. And she raises the hand. She, <laughs> but Sexy's not having it. Sexy knocks down Marty Elias and locks the armbar back in, bro. And she keeps that thing on for what, like a good minute, two minutes, maybe. Yeah, I, I, you know, it would have been cooler though. The only thing that would have been cooler is if she did the Pentagon, armbreaker. breaker. Yeah, but that would be gimmick infringement. He's 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 in the wheelchair. Who cares? <laughs> Hey, he might get out of that wheelchair. You never know. Not with uh, the hospice of Vampiro. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, dude. That's good. Oh, man. Eventually, Sexy Star throws the Mariposa out of the ring. And the Mac kind of helps Sexy Star up and gives her the medallion medallion that she earned. And Mm -hmm. I do want to stress earned because she earned every inch every portion of that medallion she didn't just win it she earned it yes she did it was a a seminal like you said seminal moment of lucha underground uh this was her moment of the season i i don't think she has a bigger moment but i mean this just built her character and this was probably you know aside from from the the fringe and the uh, niche wrestling audiences that would probably watch like an all women's hardcore match this was risky for lucha underground (laughs) Uh, you still have people to this day there. Like, I don't like seeing women bleed in a match. Yeah. It was it was uh, controversial for some people when uh, Thunder Rosa and uh, and Britt Baker were bleeding, right? Yeah. So this was a bit a bit before. It's, uh, I, I would say this was probably a little groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah. For women's wrestlers. I would agree. I would agree. But I'm I'm no Doctor Joshi. I will say that. So. 
who knows what my opinion, what weight my opinion holds. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, what an electric and bone chilling reaction is what I wrote down. And I still agree. And sexy even gets a, you deserve it chant. And this is back when those actually meant something. Very much so. I mean, it, and she did. It, this the crowd when she told Mary Posa to f off. They that was a pop. That was exactly. an organic, legit pop. It wasn't just oh, they, someone did something. Let's let's pop for it. Like they reacted to what she said. And it's not like a, you know, WWE from like 2018, 2017 onward. Or like AEW in like the first year when someone says the S word and it gets a ooh. Yeah, this was a legit pop from a from a. It was, it was uh, not realistic. It was appropriate for what was happening. Exactly, exactly. This was sexy star overcoming, overcoming another abuser. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And I mean, I think this, I believe this is like one of the last times we actually see the Mariposa in Lucha Underground, if I'm not mistaken. She comes back a lot. Oh, she does? Yeah, she's she's around. I don't, man, I don't remember her coming back for some reason. I look forward to it. Yeah, she doesn't do anything amazing. I mean, she's she's cheerleader Melissa, so she's great. I'm just saying that she doesn't have like a super, she she never has a story this important. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is it's all downhill from here. She's a good hand <laughs> from here on. I'll say that. She's a good little hand. Yeah, um, and she is. Like, she's <laughs> cheerleader Melissa is great. Uh, yeah. But, you know, she never really advances past her level where she's at right now. Yeah. So before, oh, by the way, the show ends with the crowd celebrating sexy stars big win before we grade the show i do want to remind you the six so far the six aztec medallion holders are tejano aerostar the mac sinestro de la muerte chavo guerrero even though he has cage's medallion and sexy star so six of seven yes so we should have a medallion match pretty soon Mm-hmm. very soon I actually i think i do believe so I, in fact I know so, yeah, because something happens later on in this season that, yes, the the medallion match has to happen soon. Um, <laughs> oh, man. The, okay, so what would you grade this episode, Greg? You know, I, I kind of want you to grade it first, but I'll be brave for once, and I'll give it a B+. Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it's a seminal moment for sexy, Yeah, but none of the rest of the episode is... A plus material. Even though I like the Mac and I like Marty and it was a good yeah. match, I don't think everybody is going to be everyone's cup of tea. Uh, you know, there. I didn't even take notes down for the um, Quirino match. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take any notes down for the Cage versus uh, Sagrada That's, match. Yeah. Uh, if if I just took the story segments for Sexy Star, it's an A plus match. But the rest yeah. of the show is skippable. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I'm actually giving this a B for that reason. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you don't need to watch the whole episode. You really don't. Yeah, legitimately, basically, what we're saying is go back and watch the No Moss match. Even though I, re- I recapped a good portion of it, I want you to go back and watch it. 
it's a great brawl. I didn't, I didn't take notes on it because I was, you know, just why it's it's a brawl type match. It's a old school, you know, WWE brawling in the ring, brawling in the crowd, or ECW. It's a great match, and even watch this the story segment setting it up with Dario, but uh, and sexy, but uh, the rest of it is uh, missable. Yeah, you were you were right. So, folks, that's going to be the show. We thank you for listening. We're going to be back to record probably in two weeks, I would imagine. Um, Through all of this, we thank you. And we just want to remind you that, let's see here. What what do I, okay, you know what? Yeah. If you go, if you went to Dr. Vampiro, you may have suffered grave consequences. If you didn't and you go back to Dr. Vampiro, you would probably suffer graver consequences.